crack at hosting, and I'm really excited because we have a special guest host tonight. Tonight, first off, though, we have Jess with us. Hi. And we have Renee, who is our guest hostess with the mostestest. Oh, hi. Renee, how do, how do we know you? Yeah, yeah who are hi. you? Who am I? <laughs> well, first of all, I would just like to say, long-time listener, first-time caller, nice. but I'm actually um, a co-worker of Mama K's. Super yeah. weird to call you that, by the way. I know, because you know my real identity, so I yeah, do. Let's keep- Let's keep that under the hat, though. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I've always just called her mom. So. All right. Aw, it's so nice. I would love to meet you someday, too, Jess. That would be really nice for me to. That would be cool. Yeah. Do that sometime. It Um, is pretty cool to know Mama K. Oh, well, but do we need to even talk about a movie tonight? Can we just have a love fest? Because I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling that. But no, we're going to, we're going to talk about a movie. Um, We're going to talk about a movie from uh, 2018 called A Simple Favor. And actually it was a book first and Renee's a big reader. I don't know. Did you read this book, Renee? Um, I did not, but I do have some thoughts about that. <laughs> well, well we, can, we can talk about that. Well, um, we all know absolutely. my thoughts about reading. I don't. You don't? <laughs> so. <laughs> that is, that's something that Jess and I have in common is that we're not strong <laughs> readers. So, um, but it's, it's not that we can't read. We just choose not to. Um, I enjoy so, that so, you clarified that. <laughs> <laughs> I can read. I'm going to do that right now, actually, from a synopsis. Um, so Excellent. this film is uh, a 2018 American black comedy thriller film directed by Paul Feig. Feig, I think it's Feig, uh, from a screenplay by Jessica Scher- uh, Scharzer based on the 2017 novel of the same name by Darcy Bell, who has a sophomore novel coming out next month that I think I'm actually, just plug your ears, I'm going to read. So um, uh, I know uh, we're so excited about this. Going to the dark side. Yeah. If you want in on it, um, I can, I can hook you up. Um, So this film stars um, Anna Kendrick, Blake Lively, Henry Golding, and then some other smaller uh, characters, Andrew Reynolds, Linda Cardellini, who I always love and Rupert Friend and Gene Smart. And it follows a small town vlogger, V-L-O-G-G-E-R, who tries to solve the disappearance of her mysterious and rich best friend. I guess that best friend that some best friend is. Yeah, they are. They're real tight. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't we know. They got That's... the bracelet to prove it. They do. Sort they of. Friendship. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end, it's a different kind of bracelet. Right. <laughs> so we're going to start off here with uh, just letting you know that we rate we are going to spoil this movie. If you haven't seen it, first off, it is uh, right now on Amazon Prime. If you want to stream, we are doing everything streaming right now because we can't get into the theaters. Um, also, there's just a lot of good stuff out there streaming. So, um, and you're all probably mostly at home. So click this one on. It's really, uh, it's a really fun watch. I think um, we do rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life on four criteria, which the first is plot, the second is characters, the third is visual and sound, and finally resonance and feel. Um, we do start this movie off with uh, the Anna Kendrick character uh, Stephanie who is showing her blog vlog. She does this sort of mom vlog and she's got, you know, a couple hundred people that subscribe to her. And the first one that we see her doing, she's actually um, talking about her best friend who she, Emily, who she, who is missing. And so she's kind of putting it out there that 
this is what's happening in her life. And then we kind of go back, then we go back to the beginning and find out how they meet. Um, and they meet through their two sons go to the same school and they happenstance meet because the boys want to have a play date. The thing that I like about this portion of the movie actually is when we get to meet the other quote unquote moms um, and they show up throughout the film. And I, I think they're hilarious. They give us a lot of background on, on the types of characters that we're dealing with that the two uh, people are that we're dealing with here. Um, so she goes over, uh, Stephanie goes over and she's very bubbly and energetic and kind of pixie-ish. And she goes over to uh, Emily's home, which is this really, really fancy bougie home. And she's a, what, what is she? She's a, some sort of executive. Weird. She's super weird. She, <laughs> no, she's weird. Are you talking about Emily now, or are you talking about... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm just talking about Anna Kendrick. Yeah, Anna Kendrick. Oh, you're describing she, Emily. Yeah, she's super quirky. So, em, so, no, Anna Kendrick's character, Stephanie, is is definitely quirky and weird. Uh, she doesn't really fit in anywhere either, I, I feel like. The other character, um, Emily, yeah, she's a, an executive of some sort. She does marketing, I think, for um, this company that's Tom Ford-ish. That's a that's a reference that we hear. Um, mm. And so we see that they're they're becoming friends, but they're very, very different people. And uh, you, you're not really sure what what is going on and why why this is happening, except for the fact that they have these two kids and they drink really fabulous uh, aviation gin. Hashtag aviation. I know. Gins. I don't even know if their friendship is authentic. It's hard to watch it and be like, are they really friends or, or is Emily just bored? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, that opening just... scene was horribly awkward. I was wondering the same thing, like how authentic are any of these people? It was you mean cringy. when they're in her house or yes, that whole scene. And I think that just oh, the... like the the brother fucker, this scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, that scene was super cringy too. But just like the <laughs> painting, like the focal point when you walk into her home is her naked body. Yeah, yeah and it was just and it's like her, the whole thing was just so cringy it's not just her naked body either it's like an aggressive upshot from her crotch and it's like that's a lot yeah in anybody's it, house it, but why would you want that in your home i mean it comes into play later in the movie but wow i feel like right? it's in so many parts of the movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> the picture is I feel like we have an intimate knowledge scenes. of blake lively's body at this moment like sorry or at least i wonder if you actually it. kept that photo and like hangs it up in her actual house <laughs> let us know i mean you know at blake lively i'm sure that you can answer that question or at ryan reynolds. i am positive blake lively and ryan reynolds definitely listen to this podcast i 100 percent believe that i'm i mean who who doesn't at this point but i don't know uh, losers <laughs> only losers don't listen to this so we we whether this friendship is real or not i don't i don't I mean, I'm, I think I'm in the same uh, camp as you guys that it's not really real that I think that Emily's trying to figure out a way to kind of use her a little bit, um, use Stephanie as a babysitter at the very least, because she doesn't she claims that she doesn't can't find a good one um, in Connecticut. So the first thing we're going to talk about a little bit is the plot of the movie and just everything in general as far as the plot. Jess, what, what are your thoughts on the plot? Ooh, so I really liked this. I when I um watched it again, I was so surprised it came out in 2018 because I feel like I pro I watched it in theaters like not even that long ago. But I, I guess it was like a year and a half. I thought so. First, I'm I'm not really a big Anna Kendrick fan, but after watching this, I liked her a lot more. I think I like her being awkward and weird with her trying yeah. to be cool because I don't think she is cool. 
So I think she she's cool. She I like her playing this character, and I love Blake Lively playing this character. So I think they chose the best people um, for this movie. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say the plot was like thriller ish. It's not as intense as Gone Girl or something like that. Right. Um, but there definitely is like a, a mystery you have to like I guess meander around, and it was really fun. There was I don't think anything was expected. Like I didn't expect any. The second half of the movie was just, you couldn't predict it if you were watching this. Just the way that they unravel it, the family history, um, and everyone's motivations. I think I liked how you just had no idea what was going on. Um, yeah. And I liked all the characters, too. And the, I think the character growth, I'll probably talk about more, aids the plot. Um, because they're all so dynamic. You think that they're going to be one way, and then they, they drive the plot to be something entirely different. Right. Um, so I'm going to give this like a four or five. I really liked it. All right. That's a that's a high score for saying the plot is secondary to the characters. Are you giving away your hand for characters? Cause... But we'll see. That's yeah. Right. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Renee, do you agree, disagree? What do you think? I don't know. I feel like it's so hard to go after that, a brave review. Um, I kind of felt like a lot <laughs> of the plot and just the movie was just so awkward that I <laughs> sort of focused way more on those parts like awkward Anna Kendrick in the first half of the movie sort of like doing her weird <laughs> dad like dances dancing around. with the French music yes. yeah 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 or like her car music choices who listened to Mambo number five in 2018 that was like <laughs> blaring in my head like, I'm pretty sure that song was popular before the 2000s. I don't even remember when that came out. But um, there was just a lot of, like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I The plot was very secondary, like Jess said, to a lot of the characters. But, I mean, I'm trying to think of the plot, actually, as I talk about it. And I feel like there were just so many other fun details that drew me completely out of the plot that I was like, ooh, look at that. Anna Kendrick has a super fun, like, cat thing on her collar or right, why is right. this music so oh, weird those are all things we get to talk about too so that's great <laughs> so i don't necessarily know that i would rave about the plot i mean i might give it like a three two five i think that's fair i think the thing about the plot is that because the characters because it's such a character driven uh piece that the plot in general is very simple like the synopsis that's a very simple plot but there are so many uh you know, meanderings that go on and things that happen that I found I've watched it a couple times. I don't how many times have you guys was this was anybody like a is this that was this their first time? Uh it no, was, mine. was my second. Oh, it was your was first yours? time? Oh so, so cute. <laughs> so now you're gonna have to so so you were looking at you were looking at all the great details on your first time because that's a lot to yeah. do. That's, you you did you did some stellar work there. It's not my first time watching a movie. <laughs> no, but I thought but I thought you did have to I mean I feel like you at the end of the by the time we were at the end of the movie you you did kind of have to follow a, a few threads because they did weave a lot of things into it that were foreshadowing and and little um you know snippets of of things like her tattoo and they had a part of the tattoo was uh, charity. We don't know why it's charity. Then we find out later why it's charity, which is not what I was thinking at all. So I like this. I like this kind of movie. I like things that are, and, and it's a, it's, it's an up, 
upbeat downer. I mean, black comedy is perfect. The only thing I could think of that it's very similar to is Heather's, which Renee and I have a relationship about Heather's. So oh, we do. Um, it's, it, you know, <laughs> there aren't a lot of black comedies that are just like this and also woman driven. I mean, this was just like, boom, we barely needed Oh yeah, Anybody Blake else. Lively was the man and the woman. She was everything. She, she, <laughs> she, was, she was totally the, the dude. Yeah, yeah, when she, when we're in that first scene and she's taking off her, you know, her dicky. That's I thought. It, why didn't she just wear a shirt if she had all of that stuff that she had to take off? You could have just put a shirt on instead, instead of like I'm gonna take off the cuffs. I'm gonna take off the, you know, the. I'm like, come on, that seems like a lot, but it gave her something to do. So I, I do, I do like the plot of this movie. Um, I. Do like some other aspects of it a little bit better. So I'm going to land in the middle of you guys-ish. And I'm going to give the plot a four. Um, so we meet them. We kind of get what's going on. And as soon as that happens, all of a sudden, our main one of our main characters disappears. Um, she's gone. They don't really know what has happened. Her husband is kind of lackadaisical. We meet him too, by the way. And he's uh, Henry Golding. We know him from uh, Crazy Rich Asians. And Has he done anything else? Yeah, he just did that last Christmas movie, oh, which I think is oh awesome. Oh my gosh, the one that looks so bad that <laughs> I saw so many trailers for. I think that is also a Paul Feig film. So um, yeah, I think he's a favorite of his. Yeah, so we met him and he seems, you know, he's this sort of ne'er-do-well, wrote a book one time, uh, history or no writing professor, English professor uh, at a college. Um a little bit of a throwaway, but it's important because he becomes a big part of the plot coming up. So this woman's missing. The, the husband doesn't really think too much about it, but the friend is very concerned because that's her neurotic. Uh, she is neurotic, right? Do you guys agree with oh, me? Definitely. That, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's pixie wayfish and fun, but she's also super neurotic. And um, we did find out a little bit about her in their first, we find out a lot in their first meeting actually about uh, the Stephanie character and that she has a little bit of a dark past. She's a, uh, a widow. Brother, mother, and, uh, bro uh, the brother fucker. Brother fucker. She's that a widow past. and, and a brother fucker, uh, which I'd <laughs> never actually heard that term before. And I think the first time I heard it in this movie, I was like, sorry, come again. What? I don't, what uh, I don't know that. I don't know that one. Um, yeah, so apparently uh, her in the past when she was younger, her father died and she finds out at his wake that she has a half brother that comes in out of nowhere and they were seeking solace with one another and she is a brotherfucker. So <laughs> the rest <yeah>. is history <laughs> and the rest is history. Or is it? Because we find out that her husband is concerned that maybe this child that they have together is not maybe a child that they have together, that maybe he is a product of the brother fucker situation. So, <laughs> um, again, another phrase I never thought I'd use in life. Brother well, fucker you said situation. it a lot for never hearing it before. I know. <laughs> this is going to be our most NC 17, like <laughs> podcast, maybe about a woman's <laughs> movie with women only on it. Um, not surprising. <laughs> I, I do want to talk a little bit about the perfect martini that she makes. Uh, it looks really good. It's the lemon spray that gets me. The perfect it's like the lemon spray. It's the lemon spray. It's so yeah. perfect. I mean, that it would is. give visual and sound a five itself. Just how perfectly that lemon sprays. Oh, that was an excellent <laughs> Listen, we're not... little spritz. 
it was excellent. And she just, you know, a girl crush time because I was just like, make me the drink now, right now <laughs> in my house. Um, I'm sorry. I was, I was, I'm, I'm sort of sidetracked here. Um, so Emily is now gone. She's on this quote unquote work crisis and, um, Stephanie is obsessed with finding her, her, I'm noticing, you know, she's showing her vlog. Part of the movie is her showing her, her, uh, mom's vlog to everybody. And I noticed that her subscriptions are going up as she's talking more and more about this woman being gone. And she, one of her subscribers actually says, Oh, uh, you know, I, I think I know where she's at. And she says she might be in Michigan and she's like, okay, what's that all about? And she's not really getting anywhere. So she decides that she's going to go to her place of work which is um, Dennis Nylon, uh, which, what is that name all about? <laughs> she goes to Dennis Nylon's place and she's kind of rummaging around in her desk area where she's not supposed to be, which one of my favorite scenes is when she walks in and there's the um, the girl that's on the phone. Oh my God, the receptionist. That keeps, part is so funny. That is she the just keeps best. saying, Dennis Nylon, hold please. Are you talking to me? I don't know if you're talking to me. You're looking at me, but I don't know if you're talking to me. I mean, it's so good. <laughs> Anna Kendrick, I think, is really good in in this at, as this kind of character. I think you're you're right, Jess. Um, but the best part of that scene was when she stares intently at the receptionist and like pushes the ottoman against the wall, and it was just so. Um, that part was amazing. Yes. I was like, this is yeah, we're phenomenal. <laughs> this is black comedy at its best, right? I mean, it's, it's super funny and then it's just dark. So, so she goes, she goes into her office, she's rummaging around and she drops something and she goes underneath the desk, which is a glass desk. And lo and behold, she finds a picture, which is something that, um, Emily does not want taken. She doesn't want her photo anywhere. No one knows why, but she's, you know, for such a beautiful woman, she really does not want her photo taken. We find out, um, uh, but it's a picture that looks like her. Um, but it says, you gotta have faith. And so she's like, hmm, I wonder what this is about. So she's she's now got this clue about Michigan. She's got this clue about faith. So she decides to uh, travel up to Michigan. At this point, we should probably talk about what you thought about the characters in general um, and bring in any of them that you like. We have the two main characters, but we have some, you know, we have some other people going on. So I'm going to go with you, Renee, first. What do you think? Well, my first observation about our wonderful characters is why is everybody so hot in this movie? Like, it just felt like <laughs> anyone that you met, you were like, except Andra- Anna Kendrick. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. But Did I mean, you say accept her? <laughs> I mean, yeah. She's kind of cute. Uh, her clothes are really cute, though. She's, yeah. Well, like she's Girl like, next door, like right? A mouse wearing like bad J. Crew clothing or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the rejects from J. Crew. <laughs> Wow, Jess. Oh, harsh. Wow. Um, but yeah, like when Henry, I was at Henry Golding appears and like Blake Lively is always like super hot. But um, yeah, I don't The characters really, like I said, kind of did it for me in this movie. So, I mean, this is like a four or five. Because they were so hot. They're hot. They're funny. <laughs> Just I mean, because they're hot. Uh, Linda Cardellini's scene. The very end <laughs> was just the best when she was, said something like, um, like normal people like you and me, 
I don't remember exactly what it was. And then she like chugs booze after saying she had been sober for 40 days because it was time to celebrate. Right. Yeah. This person was dead. And I'm like, you're amazing. And then I also kind of thought it was Shane right. Garofalo for a little bit. And then I realized it was our lovely. Yeah, that could have happened. But <laughs> And then she's like, and now all I paint is knives and nobody wants paintings <laughs> like, of knives. Her scene was so <laughs> funny. I mean, just everyone was really good. My One of the best best scenes was that car chase with bruce i think was his name after she visits the mom and you're like oh my god what is he gonna do he has this gun oh. and then he's like oh, ask, for a second i, I thought you were talking about the toyota prius scene i'm like that oh. scene yeah. <laughs> no. i thought you were like i'm like are we skipping to the end no, come no. on man we gotta keep <laughs> no. it together no yeah no i think you're right that she's was... squealing out of yeah out of the mom's house it was so yes. funny oh my gosh there are just a lot of really funny characters that i just i i yeah four or five a hundred percent four or five jess what are we doing here what do you think i am also going to give the characters four or five i'm going to start with the nice. one that probably brought it down is the husband um i i Not liked him enough. but <laughs> no he was plenty hot but okay. um it was just how, like, how dopey his head is because he's just like, oh, I love my wife. I'm always chasing her. But then he goes to Anna Kendrick and it's like, oh, I like you because you're just easy. I can go sleep next to you. I know that you're going to be there when I wake up. And then he yeah. just goes for his TA. Like, like what is what does he even want? Does he want Anna Kendrick? Does he want his wife? Or does he just want to, like, hang out with his TA all day? I think um, all of the so above I can is never... what he wants. Yeah. yeah I, think he's, I think he's up for all of it. So I, I had a hard time reading him or really understanding, like, what his motivation was or what he wants. Like, did he want Emily dead or did he want her to come back? Um, I couldn't really tell. But again, I, I love Anna Kendrick playing this character. I mean, her awkward dancing and just her <laughs> acting so confident when she's just a little mouse is just <laughs> so funny. Um, and Blake Lively totally blew it away. Like, I would Im- I imagine this is how she got Ryan Reynolds um, from... What's her name? Scarlett Johansson. Because she probably <laughs> just walked like in this? there yeah. acting like that, wearing her pantsuit, and Ryan and Reynolds was probably just like, all right, Scarlett Johansson's been fun, but... Uh... <laughs> God, when was like... the last time somebody was, like, you know, totally taken away from somebody else because they were wearing a pantsuit? I mean, <laughs> exactly. <that's>... Only <laughs> only Blake Lively could do that. <laughs> only Blake Lively. You're right. And yeah, I agree. I think accurate. she's perfect for this character. And I think in a movie that came out a couple months ago, she was like, I don't know, a fugitive or something. And I didn't even mm. want to watch it because I feel like it just wasn't a good character match. So she's always yeah. good playing the confident bossy girl. Like she did Gossip Girl and she was Serena. And I mean, she was phenomenal doing that. So that's good. I love the mom squad. Yeah. Um, the mom squad's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> They're just, they fit in at like such great, I think... It, yeah, putting the the way this movie is put together, they they come in at exactly the spots that where you kind of need a little levity that, you know, maybe it's something a little bit dark might be happening. And then all of a sudden you have mom squad coming in and then at the end it comes in big time. I know, they so. came in so strong at the end. It yeah. was mom squad yeah, yeah, for yeah. the win. The one yeah. character that pissed me off, though, was um, the detective, because <laughs> I felt like he just wanted the gossip. He didn't want to solve the story. He just wanted yeah. to, like, rile everyone up. And he would just seem like he had a gossip channel going on or something. He did not care about solving the mystery of where Emily was. Yeah. She, he was just being like, so did you hear so-and-so said this about you or something like that? During yeah. all of his scenes, I yeah. was like, 
uh, did they investigate at all what um, any type of detective should actually do? Because I think we've all watched enough Law and Order that we know that's totally not okay. <laughs> yeah, right. he was just having fun with the situation. Like <laughs> he was not a yeah, huge detective. Seems, that seems a little trite. I mean, I, yeah, I think we're kind of at that point in the movie too, where he's. Uh, uh, I guess I have to give you my marks on. My, I, I'm a, I'm at a five with the characters. I really can't find a flaw big enough to bring it down for me. Not um, even the dopey think, husband. No, because I think the dopey hasn't husband has to be there. Like I don't think he could have been anything else. He has to be sort of a hanger honor, um, and also somebody who was you know he's he's. Uh, what's the word? It's like, you know, when Hot. at one point he was the golden boy. Okay, there's that. <laughs> Absolutely. But he, at one point he was the golden boy. Now he's a little flawed because, you know, he had this one book and now he's just like resting on, he's either resting on his laurels or he just really doesn't give a fuck. And he's like, well, we got, we're doing okay. Although she seems to think they're house poor, which, okay, you know, that's, that's fine. Uh, they both <laughs> seem to be okay. You know, you both seem to be doing okay. He probably has some residuals rolling in. I know what I know what professors make. Yeah, I think he's I mean, fine. He's pretty um, fine. <laughs> and she's an executive in New York yeah, City. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're good. Yeah, legit. I think even though their house is the bomb, they're fine. They're good. I, I'm so I, I'm at a five with them, and and all the little ancillary characters I think are perfect. I do love Bruce uh, when she goes to visit the mom and Bruce with the gun. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, <laughs> I mean, I already ruined so, that. And and the detective. Yeah, the the detective doesn't bother me. I mean, but I do think you're right. I think he's like a gossip detective. He reminds me a little bit of the detective in uh, in Knives Out, just because he's just kind of there and not really wanting to get down to the nitty gritty. He just kind of wants to find out. So what are you doing here? You know, he goes to the house and there's uh, Stephanie at the house. So he's basically, you know, he's reading the room. Oh, you're here now. And she's gone. And you know, Although that scene with Anna Kendrick and... that was super funny when she was like clearly uncomfortable in this dress, which the size oh, didn't yeah. make any sense because Blake Lively is, I don't know, a hundred feet tall, so much taller, but she also has like more womanly features. Like Anna Kendrick is so waif like that it should have been like draping <laughs> right. off of her and not skin tight. <laughs> I only thought about that this last time that I watched it too because I've seen this is the third time that I've seen it and this when I was watching it today I thought the same thing. It's like should be no struggle there that thing should just be like you know that should just slip right on and slip right off that shouldn't be a thing but because we know she's quirky and weird and it just helped out that she was trying to wear her dress at the time when the when the detective came so now we have the police the police are there they're a little uh interested in what is happening and emily no stephanie leaves to go to michigan and somebody finds the car the police find the her a car blogger finds that... the car, doesn't she? Is no, the, the blogger, blogger identified the car at first. The blogger identified the Kia, the white Kia, uh, that was rented by Emily. And then for some reason they found it in the lake. I'm not sure why. I don't remember how that happened. But uh, anyway, they found it in the lake. There's a body in it. It's been identified as Emily. Emily's dead. Uh, so what happens now is that Emily, they have a service for Emily. Uh, the boys kind of act up a little bit. Maybe I should have taken it down a little bit for those kids, but you know, they're kids. I'm going to let it go. So they're, they're having this. And then after the service, guess what happens with Stephanie and the husband? I mean, it's kind of like she can't get through a, you know, awake without screwing somebody. Seriously. So <laughs> it was the brother, 
the brother the first time this time now she's you know with the husband no we can't and then yeah we can and let's do that now and now she's getting ready to move into the house and one a good scene i think is when you know she goes into the closet into blake lively's uh, emily's closet and it's immaculate and amazing it's got all this great stuff and she decides to pack it all away and then she comes back in at some point and everything's back there because she's moving in i mean the timeline was so messy too like yeah how long had she been dead before she moved in like i felt like six hours yeah (laughs) Yeah. like they boned and then they moved in together no wonder that kid was so angry (laughs) (laughs) i know the little kid was angry and he got a couple of good you know curse words in for their swear jar (laughs) or whatever it was called so so yeah so now she's moved in the oops jar right jar to also at the end yeah so um so now they're they've moved in together and stephanie finds out that there's an insurance policy however that has been taken out on on emily's life four million dollar insurance policy um the police find out about it as well and so now there's some suspicion about what is going on and this is where it kind of turns into a little bit of a detective kind of situation um we find out that emily is alive and she's in hiding and she sends uh she sends her a message about her um brother fucking situation and (laughs) now stephanie's like uh okay uh i guess she's alive and we we find out that this that uh emily has a twin sister um, that we meet <laughs> yeah, we meet her, and now it's a double, a dual role for Blake Lively, which I think she does a good job. Was that really her as her twin self? I could not tell, in truth. So is that? Oh, I think it definitely was her playing her twin. I I think it was too. So, but anyway, they're together. We we uh, wind up where Stephanie's going to investigate. Um, she goes to investigate Emily's past, and she finds the mom and the scene and and. They find this whole situation about she figures out that she has a twin sister and the twin sister and and her and the the two twins um, were actually pretty awful people. And they started a fire because what they couldn't leave to go do something. It's hard to know. Uh, I thought that it was killed their father. To kill their father because he was an ass bag. Yeah. Well, that's that's true. So so this was this has happened in the past when they were teenagers and they went to this kind of weird camp that is now a bible camp but um so she meets the mom the mom has you know issues with uh stephanie meets the mom and the mom has issues with her mind and remembering things and we and we meet um bruce Bruce. my um, bro bruce who's the caretaker yeah and the the scene that we've been talking about this whole time is where anna kendrick is getting ready to leave and she's nervous because now bruce knows she's there and and she gets in her car and she's driving away and all of a sudden bruce is right in front of her with a shotgun just like you would imagine me saying it just like that and uh he comes over and you're worried oh my god he's gonna you know shoot anna kendrick and she one of the things that she like endeared herself to this woman say was saying that she was uh, going to uh help her clean her house but then all of a sudden no she's not that she's an insurance person no she's not that actually she's just there to uh help her send in her order for her i don't clothes? know cardigan set or something yeah i guess yeah just helping her buy clothes or something helping her buy clothes because people do that in 2018 apparently they clothes. mail ordered clothes still i don't remember that <laughs> yes from 
from people coming to your house like Avon or something. <laughs> so, uh, but Bruce just Bruce just wanted to order uh, a jacket size extra large from her in uh, um, I think it was a dark blue navy color. Yeah. So. so she's oh phew she's okay she's everything's fine, um, but she has this information now and here's where it gets tricky. There's a lot of things going back and forth and and we find that the husband is having a, a drink or lunch at one of the spots where they always had their anniversary and who comes in it's dun, dun, dun. she's she's back <laughs> dun, dun, dun. yeah uh so many things though, i can't I, it's like i think of all the details about like the ring and the fact that you know she wants to bone him in the in the bathroom like she always does that's like a thing for them um so and did she did they do it i don't know i'm left probably i'm thinking they probably did um so now oh, they there's did. now they're they, they oh for sure right for sure because they did on the plane so they definitely did yeah for, for sure. sure so they're now now we now we know that emily's not dead and and now the now the problem is is there's been this money that's been given out i guess it has been a little longer than six hours that they've already received the money from her insurance her death insurance life insurance it's called life insurance carrie not death insurance, death insurance. Um, okay life insurance. so um <laughs> i'd like to get some death insurance it kind of makes more sense being called death insurance though you get it when you die it's I, true yeah i mean that's we can change the world we can so there's a lot going on. We need to talk a little bit about one of our criteria. What do we look at? Visual and sound. I think that's a lot of it. The visual and sound of just having Bruce in front of her car that one time is enough for me to be like, thumbs up. But Jess, what do you think about the visual and sound and how it relates to this movie? I think the biggest visual and sound that sticks in my mind is all the glamour. Like I love looking at her closet and seeing like all her clothes and all her shoes or like what Blake Lively is wearing. She's always wearing some sort of suit that you would never see anyone wearing ever except like I guess on the runway. She even had like that walking stick that you like wear with suit. Like who who has yeah. a walking stick with a suit? So um the Monopoly man. Yeah. So I, I love what she's wearing. Oh, and I was gonna say another one but I forgot. Oh, oh, okay. And then the the French music. The, I forgot all about that the first time I watched it until now. How much it really like honed in on the movie. It because none like nobody was French and no one was you know in Paris or in like a fancy restaurant. But I think it just aided to the fact that she's like an executive for this big fashion line and stuff. And I just loved hearing it in the house because it just made it seem even more elegant than what it actually was. Other than that, I don't think there's any visuals that really, I don't know, hone in on me. So this is probably my lowest score. I'll give it a 3-5, not because it was bad, but just because I don't think there was anything super significant that I still think about. That, that's fair. Renee? Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, visual and sound. Um, I like the two points that Jess pointed out were the two that stuck out in my mind too. Uh, both the clothes that Blake Lively was wearing were like super fabulous. And I was like, Oh, I could never find anything like that around where I live. But also like the, um, <laughs> there was an outfit that Anna Kendrick was wearing. Maine. Yeah. In Maine. Um, that was Is just a like, sweater with the little balls on it. Yeah. But her skirt also had different <laughs> types of patterns of balls on it. And her shoes were so weird. <laughs> yep. And I was like, that's sticking in my brain. Just her whole outfit. Like, <laughs> everything was so quirky and weird. 
and you know she's a fellow. But was it bad for it you? Wasn't or was bad. It, okay? it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It felt. It worked for her, yeah. I think. Yeah. It would have been bad on anyone else, but I guess it worked for her. I mean, I probably yeah. looked for all those cat details because I do love cats. Um, so, like, her apron <laughs> and a lot of her blogs were, like, just coated in, like, cat heads and it was super cute and quirky. Or, like, her socks when they were talking about how, quote-unquote, cute her socks were. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was... Yeah, $10 at Target. Oh. I don't yeah. know where she buys 10 socks for $10 at Target. That does not exist, but... Okay, no. Paul Feig. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that because we've done that, we and- have done that. I have a lot of cat socks from Target. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> oversharing now. Uh, but yeah, believe I mean, me, I love cats. So. Love, love. Cats. Keep sharing. Cats are great. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, I think those were really fun parts of the story, and I think it kind of added to the characters. Like, when you think about how dynamic both Blake and Anna Kendrick's outfits were, and you think about like. Henry Golding's he's pretty like a basic dude so he doesn't help you yeah. stand out in any way except his beautiful lovely accent um which is always welcome in mm. my life and like the music too also did it, it enhanced the like like Jess also said like the richness of the scenes or like when it was Anna Kendrick's music it was like super quirky I think all of those things really enhanced the characters I sort of thought all the French music was super annoying because it in the same way um, they weren't from, they weren't in Paris. No one was from Paris. They never went to Paris. So I was like, what is your deal with this? <laughs> like, I don't understand where we're going. Interesting. Um, Interesting. But in the opposite way, I thought it all really helped. And I love the characters because of these like weird things from it. And so I was actually thinking like a four for visual and sound, like all the richness of the, the, shots like everything was like when you wanted it to be dark it was sort of dark and shaky it was so good yeah I agree with both of you I I, the things that I'm always like soundtrack girl I I really like that for me really makes a film or breaks a film I thought the French music in this was key especially at the beginning everything it's light and and you know fun and I think it's good that it's French because if it's English you're kind of listening to the words and maybe getting some clues about maybe what's going to be going on. I mean, the music is generally important to what's happening, uh, but this kind of gives it a, you have no idea what they're saying. Um, That's a good point. But I never you thought know of it that, that way. Yeah. You just, you know that this is fun. And then it, the, that music is all fun. Everything's kind of fun. And then, you know, things get a little darker and it's still French, but now we're hitting this like sort of more somber French kind of sound. And then she gets Anna Kendrick's character once she becomes like a boss and decides that she's going to take over and take charge. She gets in the car and it's like this fucking rap song. And I'm like, what? <laughs> when did this happen? I loved you that know? scene. I mean, obviously, that's a nod yeah, to we Portland, call... Maine, right? That's obviously what it is. Is it? That's where she's is from. That, is that how we roll here? Apparently. I know. Is that how we roll here? I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's how I go down. I go down Stevens Ave like that in my minivan. You know, it's like, <laughs> come on. I just think that I think it's really good. I think that it's well, uh, well placed. And I I like I like all of that. And it's all and it's all stuff that I kind of like, too. I mean, I guess if it were music that I didn't like, we just did a review recently that had opera in it. And I was all like. I said the phrase, I hate opera, which I really wish I hadn't have said, because what's, I mean, why well, hate music? But 
and that that took me out of it because I didn't like opera, but all of this was like sort of in my wheelhouse. And I really, really, I really, really liked it. Uh, I agree with you guys about, I can't say much more about like the clothing and all of that. I think whoever did the costuming for this was just like, okay, we got this girl that's super quirky. Balls, balls, balls. Cats, <laughs> cats, cats. We're just going to like do it up. Yeah, really. And then we have this other chick that's i mean she's a chick and everything but man does she literally wear the pants mm. all the time in this family um i think so Blake Lively I think they... actually does wear like a lot of pantsuits at like uh i don't know like shows or galas and stuff i think that might be her thing i mean if you had the that you know the length of those legs and all that wouldn't you too you'd be just like you know what i could wear a pantsuit and look Four times as hot as that chick with the slit up the side of her dress, you know? <laughs> yeah. I I would do it too if I if I looked like her. But also her hair. Can we talk about her yes, hair for a second? I could talk about her hair point. for like forty five minutes. Um I've loved her hair <laughs> oh, since. Oh good. Kelsey We've Bro. got about that much time left. <laughs> it's every time they showed her from the back and her hair and I was just like, Oh, that's just just oh, it's killer. I love it. It is. I think the way it films is kind filmed is is good it's not great it's perfunctory but it's perfect like and even and you know the houses are so you can just see the difference between where emily's character lives and where St stephanie's character lives and it's just it's just done up right yeah i'm gonna give i'm settling on a four or five for for that too because it's kind of flawless i guess but a five would be flawless um we haven't solid solid cinco'd it yet jess but um, so we're heading, we're getting, you know, closer and closer to, to the end of what's going on, but there becomes this big, there's a big talk that happens at a cemetery between the two main characters. And I think that's when, uh, it's sort of like, all right, game on, what are we going to do? People are going to know you're alive. We, how are we going to handle this? We still want the money from the life slash death insurance. <laughs> so we, um, we need to do something. And so a plot starts to reveal itself and, and it looks like that it looks like um, Henry Golding's character has decided that he's going to try to make it work with, with uh, the Blake Lively character. And that kind of sets Stephanie off. And so we wind up with her pointing a gun at them in their home, in their lovely, beautiful home. And she actually shoots him and, um, uh, I was the first time I watched this, I was like, what's happening in this movie? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's happening now. She's now a woman scorned and now she's going to, she turned from this, you know, bubbly, vivacious kind of quirky, super quirky character. And now she's a murderer and she's going to go to jail and she's going to be killed and not survive that at all. But it's all a big ruse. She's in it with Sean, the husband, and they're trying to uh, have, Blake Lively, during this time period, her character, Emily, confesses to killing uh, her dad and also killing her sister, who she, I guess we glossed over that when they met up together. The sisters, she was a heroin addict. Yeah, she's a heroin addict and she basically just wants money from her sister and she's not going to give it to her. So that was the first vulnerable moment that you see Emily because she's like, OK, I'll sell the house. I'll do this and that like. I don't know right. how concerned or how real that actually was, but it seemed like she really did want to do that for her sister so she wouldn't turn both of them in. I don't know. I kind of felt like it was showing that even though we only see the Emily characters being, you know, the strongest of all characters, 
that she really had this sister who was that she was the weak one of the twins. Like she was the follower. Yeah. I I think, I think that's what it was. That's what was happening um, in that scene. But having said that she kills the sister, uh, <laughs> Emily kills her sister. So now her, uh, so now that she's confessed, you know, uh, they, the, the, to the, the pair, uh, Henry Golding character, Henry Golding's character, Sean and, um, and Stephanie think that they have her on camera because they had placed cameras in that. The police had placed cameras in the house, but Emily has cut the cords on the cameras and she's, she gave them new quote friendship bracelets that were the cut cords of the cameras. Oh, that was super um, funny. But, <laughs> but, it, but in another twist, we find out that actually Stephanie is live vlogging the whole situation through a very tiny camera in her very cute blouse that she's wearing uh, a button on her blouse and the police are coming and the police are there and Blake Lively freaks out. She grabs a gun. She shoots her. She actually shoots her husband in the shoulder. Oh my gosh. That and scene when he was like then... bobbing up and down while they were talking. <laughs> oh my God. I couldn't even take that seriously. <laughs> I just kept seeing him like in the background. It was so good, <laughs> right? Because the two, yeah, the two of them are having a conversation, and he's like bleeding out in the background. It's kind of like, but it wasn't it even. Funny? It wasn't even that much blood either. I, I thought it either would be one like, of the no. shots. Did you see the bullet like goes in and out of his body? But he's just lying there. <laughs> what a pussy! I mean, really. Oh, <laughs> I, I, care. I mean, Mama Cave handled so many shots, just so many, <laughs> so many. <laughs> so, um, I think, uh, so we, we get Blake Lively's character realizing that, you know, the jig is up. And so she's running out and, um, Stephanie is like, no, you know, don't go and, and, you know, think of your son. And she's standing in the middle of the road and then all of a sudden, we get probably the worst scene of the movie yeah, I agree. because was, it looks that's so such fake. A mean girl scene. It's it's a, and it's so fake looking. It's like that. I mean, of course you can't hit a person with a car <laughs> and have their body fly in the air. I get it. I mean, where it's it's your art, man. You should be doing something about it. But yeah, I I the body's flying. She gets hit by a car. We don't know anything about it yet. She gets. The Blake Lively character, Emily, gets hit by a car. Her body flies up in the air. She lands on the ground. And we find out that it's one of the quote-unquote moms, who's really a dad, that he hit her with his Prius because they're so quiet. <laughs> and she didn't hear it or see it coming. And that's, I love that scene. And that's sort of, I find that scene to be sort of just characteristic of what a black comedy is. You know, somebody literally just got mowed over by a car and she's struggling in the middle of the street and it's just like it's really funny because my car is silent oh my god and she didn't know i was coming that scene so, drove on for it, so it, long though i was just like i was did done you, did you think so she, like you think that went on crawled too long? through the street for like a oh, minute yeah. and a half the, the crawling was unnecessary a few times, the crawl, yeah. Sure. She just like a broken Barbie at that point, just yeah. trying to get, get, get but, I did, but there were some great lines, like Anna Kendrick's, like, "Oh, sweetie, no, don't." You're, I mean, that's gotta hurt your knees, you know. I, just that's so good. Yeah, but they could have just done <laughs> the, like one the, the of dialogue. those, not 
I felt like there were like 20. They like they put in outtakes in it or something. They, I'm not even sure. I think they could have done even without the whole hit by a car scene. I think there could have been a better way that the mom squad came and saved her. I don't know. Well, they were getting high at his house or someone's house. Yeah. <laughs> But that's okay. He has a, you know, he has a, he has a prescription. He's he does. He has eye swelling so. or whatever. He yelled at the cops. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's virtually the end of the movie. There's a little bit more that we get in the credits. Um, but um, resonance and feel. I'm gonna go to you, Renee, first on that. How 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 do you how does this movie make you feel? And are are you gonna be thinking about it? Uh, no, I'm not gonna be thinking about this movie after <laughs> a half an hour from now. I was with it until it just basically became a comedy and I sort of was thinking well so when do you think that was like at what point do you think when the like after the blog scene where she thinks she's gonna commit suicide but then she's there and all three of them are in the house the whole like once once the husband starts getting shot oh like oh yeah like at the end, I was like, Puffy, yeah. did you just get tired and want to make bridesmaids instead? This isn't like, <laughs> it just became sort of ridiculous. So, I mean, I, I, I won't think about the movie. I might think about parts of it, but overall, eh, eh, eh. So if you had to put a number on the eh. I don't even know. Uh, oh my God, I have a quantitative opinion. I do. I do. This is a hard one. <laughs> I know, you gave it three as, but I don't know if that equals a three or. <laughs> I think it sounded like Maybe. a three or. It's not a three as. It's a three ah. Uh. Yeah, three. A three ah. Uh. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, you know what? I will take those kind of things because I'm a girl that does like three minus, two minus, and Brennan, every time I do it, he does a, an actual roll as I, but you hear him go, oh, <laughs> two. So. Um, I'm, I, I'm okay with that. I'm accepting that 100%. Um, Jess, how many. So I, I think I'm a little stronger in this. I'm going to give it a four or five um, just because my movie memory is so bad. I think everyone by now knows that. If I remembered I liked this movie from 2018, then it, it had some resonance and feel to it. Um, yeah. I just think it's such... It was high up on your rec it list. It was. I and mean, you, you had it It's up such there. a fun watch. Um, again, it's totally unpredictable. I love watching Blake Lively. I love watching Anna Kendrick together. Um I, there's just something about this movie that I thought was just very entertaining and there's not not one scene where I'm bored or it was the ending was a little that I can give it the last 10 minutes could have been a little bit better but other than that I thought it was it's just a fun watch and you're I'm just engaged the entire time all right I'm 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 leaning a little more in the Jess camp on this I really like this movie too and and I do agree the ending has some some issues to it um it is a little it's a little long and it's a lot it's a it, there's a lot of like this is this is what's happening yeah. wait a minute i kind of wish emily won i don't know like watching again i'm like oh. i kind of wish they made emily one i don't know if i would have liked this movie as much then i kind of needed the brother fucker to win <laughs> so <laughs> for some reason drink to every time that clothes. you hear her say brother fucker <laughs> <laughs> or anybody not just me the whole crew. <laughs> um, let's get drunk. Yeah. Or have a martini. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> People are already just so drunk. They're not even listening to the end. It's all over. <laughs> um, 
So I'm also going to give it, I'm going to give it a four or five too, because I really liked it the first time I saw this movie. And I, re- I each time I, I really enjoy this film. So I'm going to give it a four or five. I like Paul Feig's work. I think um, he does. He did like Bridesmaids and he, I think somebody mentioned that and he did The Heat. Um, and he was also uh, did things like Community in the Office and stuff like that. So I, I think I kind of like his, yeah, his, his vibe. I like his deal. He's a good, he's a, I might like The Office just a hair. Just a bit. Yeah, you might be a fan. I might be a that. small fan. So, <laughs> And I'm a Melissa McCarthy fan, so I, I get that. Um, well, now that we've talked about that, I don't. I think everybody can kind of feel our recommendations, but we're going to end on, would you recommend... You know what? Let's finish one thing first, though, is that at the end we do get some post-credit, not post-credit, but end-credit um, sequences of what everybody is up to in their lives, and we find out that... Uh, Stephanie is her blog. Her vlog is very prolific. Now she has over a million subscribers and it's really cool for her. That's great. We find that Sean and his son have moved away and they're fine. That's all we need to know about them. Uh, and then we see, uh, Blake Lively in prison playing basketball. She's totally in her element (laughs) being a super uber bitch there. Uh, you know, she runs the show. Uh, and she's in for 20 years for the couple of murders that she did and the attempted murder on her husband. So that's where we end on the movie. Are you going to recommend this movie, Jess? Yes, I would. Um, I, I think I watch it just for Blake Lively because she's just so good in it. Um, and no, and the character, the plot is fun, too. It's it's like a mystery comedy. Just just a fun watch. Um, it doesn't get boring. And that's probably the best part. Good. Uh, Renee? Um. I I think I would recommend this oh, movie. Okay, good. I was going to be like, how could soft, you not? Soft recommend? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is it is a fun watch. Um, it's super glamorous uh, in parts. And um, I mean, if it's something that you just kind of want to put on and enjoy on like a Sunday and it's raining, that is that is a good choice. So that's, that's a moderate recommend. Mo- I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm also going to... Well, we have, you know, there's some, there's some, yeah. you know, kind of slight recommends and it's moderate. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to recommend this movie. I agree. It's one of those movies that you can put on at, at those time periods. Um, it also might like scare the crap out of dudes. So it might be a good, I don't know, third date. Maybe? <laughs> it's third been a long date. time since I've dated. So I don't know. I could be talking in a really strange space, but I mean, I um, did watch it with just, my you know, husband, but we are well beyond third dates. So <laughs> Well, I mean, thir- I guess I'm going third date and beyond. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a warning to men in general. Um, so that's it. <laughs> We're finishing up here on a simple favor. And guys, thanks so much. This was my first time being the big host and it was fun. And I'm glad I got to do it with you all. Uh, we, don't have anything coming in from the theater so we'll be doing some more streaming stuff i'm sure brennan will keep you abreast on that and you can find him at brennan underscore pod host on instagram uh we are films women pod on twitter and we are on facebook at films with the women that sounds right (laughs) um you know where to find us uh anyway thanks guys for doing this with me i appreciate it yeah thanks you did a great job hosting excellent job thanks thank you for having me this was super fun yeah i hope everyone can tell our voices apart renee that seemed to be a struggle apparently so we'll see how this goes (laughs) all right everyone thanks a lot for listening and don't forget to enjoy your movies
as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. 